I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, William Liu, with your daily update on everything regarding the Raptors and the NBA as it relates to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. The best news out of the weekend was that all members of the Raptors traveling party tested negative for COVID-19. According to a press release from the team, the Raptors initially announced on Friday night that there was all but one result that came back as negative for the team. But since there was that one more test pending, uh, there was a slight bit of uncertainty that is now gone. Everybody, thankfully, from the Raptors traveling party that made it on the road trip um, to Utah uh, have tested negative for coronavirus, there was significant concern in the Raptors' case, in particular since they had played the Utah Jazz last Monday where they were in close contact with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, who have both tested positive. There have been two cases linked to those two Jazz players. One, Pistons forward Christian Wood became the third NBA player diagnosed with COVID-19 as the Pistons played the Jazz on March 7th. Two, there was an elementary school student from Rhode Island that had gotten a signature from Gobert when the Jazz played in Boston on March 6th. And unfortunately, that student has also tested positive for COVID-19. Gobert, for his part, has been apologetic. Uh, He said in an Instagram post, quote, I hope my story serves as a warning and causes everyone to take this seriously, he wrote. And, um, you know, he also said that, quote, he is under great care and will fully recover. Thank you again for all your support. I encourage everyone to take all the steps to stay safe and healthy. Love, end quote. However, not everyone seems thrilled, the least of which being uh, Donovan Mitchell, who is reportedly upset over the situation. As per Adrian Wojnarowski, it's, you know, understandable. Uh, Reports suggest that not only did Gobert have that moment, which was captured uh, in in the press room where he went out of his way to touch all the microphones that belonged to the reporters and the phones and stuff like that, uh, but he also apparently uh, went out of his way to sort of prank and sort of touch different players in the locker room and, and, and disrupt their stuff, so... Obviously, that that prank has turned out to be very unfortunate, and you can see where Mitchell, if he is upset, is is coming from in his case. But um, I think it's also worth noting that you know the NBA is a brotherhood; it's a fraternity, and usually when uh, something like this happens, when there's something so bad that happens, there's usually solidarity and support. Um, but when you look at it, only one player, to my knowledge, that being fellow French national team player Evan Fournier, has voiced his concern for Gobert. So. Um, that's unfortunate, but the more I think about it, Gobert is hardly alone in his mistake. I mean, he didn't take it seriously, and he even took the extra step of thumbing his nose at the precautions, but he's hardly alone. I mean, you look at the response today, obviously people know it's a pandemic, everything's being shut down, and yet, if you look across the United States, you have people at Daytona Beach still packing their stuff, going to the beach in great numbers. Or you look at the French Quarter, which is packed, as it always is, that bar district in uh, New Orleans. Or and Honestly, you don't even have to look that far. If you look close by here at Queens University, uh, you know there were lots and lots of students packed together going to bars at you know as part of the St. Patrick's Day events. And, like, you know... 
this is this is unfortunate because people know how serious COVID nineteen is. They are aware of the risks. They understand that their own presence affects and endangers others, and yet they are still making selfish decisions. And this is, you know, just one of the costs of being in a culture of freedom. Is that you know, unfortunately, you give a lot of freedom to idiots. And you know, on Gobert's part, not only is he you know, raising awareness and he's apologized and and he's taking this thing very seriously now, but he's also putting his money where his mouth is. I mean, he just donated over the weekend half a million dollars in support of COVID-19 efforts, both in the United States and in his home country of France. Gobert joins the likes of Kevin Love, Blake Griffin, Zion Williamson, and Giannis Adenokounmpo, who have all donated significant amounts to cover arena staffers. The sports business if I have to remind you, is massive and not just in its reach in terms of globally and things like that, but also in its direct employment. And, you know, when you think about it, there are thousands of security personnel, ushers, chefs, sales reps, custodial staff, freelancers, producers, and pretty much jobs of every imaginable capacity. There's a lot of people who rely on these games for employment and, um, you know, it's especially concerning because a lot of these contracts are part-time, are, are, sh- are short-term. There might not necessarily be the coverage that would be there with a full-time staff. And these people are especially vulnerable now that there's employment is effectively uh, shut off because of this pandemic. Now, I will have to say that the responsibility should not fall on the players to cover these people. And rather, it should be on the teams who are the employers. But it is great to see players step up and donate to these people because, look, these people... You know, they need help right now. It's an unfortunate thing. Sports is supposed to be a family, and it's great to see players step up. And, um, you know, it's, I mean, and, you know, a lot of organizations are also stepping up too. So it's just, on the whole, it's, it's a good response. Speaking of the NBA at large, there's a note from Adrian Wojnarowski that the NBA is looking at a June start date with no fans in attendance as the best case scenario. So let me just repeat that. We're talking about June, probably late June. No fans at all in the arena, and that's best-case scenario. And this news comes on the heels of the latest recommendation from the Center for Disease Control, um, which is that you know there should not be gatherings of over 50 people for the next two months. I mean, if you just think about it, 50 people is not a lot of people, right? If you think about just a regular Raptor game, you know, if it's on the road, you know, it could be slightly less, but if it's at home... There are more than just 50 Raptors employees at these games. Um, you know, you think about it, there's 15 players on the roster. There's between 15 to 20 coaches and trainers and medical staff and things like that. There's, you know, security. There's the press, uh, the, 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 you know, the PR team. There's, you know, um, you know, a handful of executives that end up going, scouts, all that stuff. And then you throw in, like, the video crew, you know, the the, the social media team, you know, the open gym team, um, all the cameramen, uh, all the actual media that are in attendance, you know, the broadcasters, the the, the, the camera angles, the, the cameramen. You're getting to 50 pretty much automatically. You're exceeding that cap immediately. So, obviously, if that recommendation is to be followed from the CDC, which it should be, the NBA doesn't have a lot of choices here, you know. Um, as for the players themselves, uh, they seem to be following protocol, at least on the Raptors. They are under a self-imposed uh, quarantine for the next, you know, 10-odd days uh, out of an abundance of caution. Serge Ibaka, for example, has set up a gym inside of his house and he is sharing workout videos, which I got to say, very on-brand for Serge Ibaka. 
Uh, Malcolm Miller was playing Fortnite, which you can watch on his Twitch account. Uh, the handle is SPIDA1313, Spida1313. Norman Powell posted some pictures of his adorable dog, which can be seen on his Instagram page. He has a separate one actually just for his dogs, which is at Apollo underscore and underscore Odin. Stanley Johnson was chilling on his couch and playing Call of Duty. So quite honestly, I could personally relate to all of them. I mean, not really for Surge, but, uh, you know, I am also spending the majority of my time uh, practicing social distancing, playing a lot of video games, and playing with my cats. Uh, in non-COVID-19 news, Alan Strickland, the Alameda County officer suing Masai Ujiri, is found to have a history of fraud. Wow. Big shocker here. Um, this 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 egregious lawsuit. Um, this guy, is, uh, I mean, yeah, he's he has a history of fraud. Uh, he was charged with felony insurance fraud back in 1994 and has pleaded no contest to misdemeanor insurance fraud charges in 2005 after he failed an application to become a San Mateo police officer. Imagine that, failing to become a cop. Uh, not only is he pursuing a lawsuit in federal court against Ujiri, but he has also filed a workers' compensation claim as he says he has been unable to get back to work due to head, neck, and jaw injuries. Just, just think about that for a second. We're talking about a very brief shoving match that happened in June, and he's still, quote-unquote, I'm going to get back to work. I mean, I can't believe, personally, that this is a case of fraud. Uh, you know, the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, in this case, have already dropped any criminal charges pressed against Ujiri from this incident and said that this matter should be handled outside of court. Ujiri, in response to these things, have said in the past that these claims are malicious, and given this his- this officer's history of fraud that has now been come to light and with the general culture of police brutality and overreach of power when it comes to black people in america it's pretty clear which side should be believed it the worst part about this is not it's not just a clear abuse of power by an official but that it ruined a glorious moment for ujiri who had just seen the triumph of his entire career as the raptors capture the first ever nba championship uh, for this city and for this country, and that moment was ruined. You know, Ujiri said that himself that the that that interaction ruined that moment for him, uh, and that it's motivating him towards winning a second title. And you know, the fact that this scumbag cop not only ruined that moment, but that he continues to remind people of this moment by pressing what is clearly clearly a case of fraud is just disgusting on every level, in my opinion. But. Uh, in other news, you might have seen a erroneous report from Dean Blundell citing, quote, MLSC sources that Kyle Lowry tested positive for COVID-19. That report was disproved by the press release uh, from the Raptors. And quite honestly, it's just a case of, you know, bad reporting practice. Simply put, you cannot get this stuff wrong. And it is pretty much defamatory. Uh, there's no advantage to becoming first with something this serious. And no matter how many clicks you get out of it, it's just it's just not worth it. Uh you know, to end on a more positive note, the Raptors, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Toronto Blue Jays, Toronto FC, and the Toronto Argonauts have come together to create a Team Toronto fund to provide assistance to arena staffers affected by the COVID-19 related shutdowns. Funds will be pooled from players, management, and the coaching ranks. Masai Jiri gave a quote, and he said, quote, for me, the definition of teammate was never limited to the people who wear our jersey or who work for the Raptors. We showed that last spring in good times. Now we are coming together to get through these unprecedented times. Being a good teammate means looking out for our neighbors, friends, and the people we work with. 
Through this fund, we all pledge to be good teammates to our arena, stadium, and support staff. We want to be here for them the way they have always been here for us. And look, this is just another example of Masai showing his leadership. Um, But it's just a great, great effort by the city as a whole. Look, listen, Toronto as a sporting city, uh, outside of the Raptors, uh, have not had a lot of success in pretty much the last two decades. But it's nice to see sort of these camps put aside any differences and just come together and take care of what's most important. You know, look, again, as I mentioned earlier, there's just a a shocking amount of people that um, are employed by these organizations, and a lot of them don't have uh, necessarily that security uh, on, on a good day. And, you know, when that gets taken away because of something like this, a pandemic, which is completely outside of anyone's control, you would hate to see them struggle financially over something like this. And it's great that the teams in Toronto have collectively come together and, and made this available, this program there, just to assist them. Uh, it's it's really just a wonderful sign and, again, a very, very difficult time. So, you know, hats off to the Toronto organizations for doing this. And uh, hopefully we can all get through this and we can – you know, just all get back to work, get back to, you know, doing what we do, doing what we love, and, you know, hopefully eventually get back to watching sports on a nightly basis. That's all for today's update. Uh, look out for a longer episode this week where we discuss more details of COVID-19, how it impacts the Raptors and the basketball world at large. Also, uh, you know, in that episode, we are going to look back at uh, last year's finals and sort of reminisce over some better times. Uh you know, as a programming note, there will be a short daily podcast recapping the relevant NBA and Raptors news of the day, uh, coupled with a long-form weekly episode that will focus on in-depth storytelling. So thanks again to everyone for listening. Please continue to rate, review, and subscribe to the Raptors Everything podcast. There will be plenty of content. And for the love of God, please wash your hands. Please stay inside if you can. If you are able, please, uh, the security issue is you know this is a public security issue all right please please don't go out to the bar or whatever you know just don't gather in large spots make sure you stay at home if you can and uh let's try to get through this thanks for listening here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs>